Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Wiggins, America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins, America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins, America. Look at here, mama, let me explain you this. You want to get crooked, I'll even give you my fist. You might read from Revelation back to Genesee. If you get crooked yourself, then can't belong to me. So they know you should bring no job to Well, me. this article isn't exactly brand new, but I did write it, so I'm not sure why we wouldn't talk about it. If you search Wiggins America, you will find this article. The title is, Would You Ban Guns If... So in it, and this is still apropos, anytime, boy, it's weird how this time of year there are so many more shootings. Have you looked at that? In April and May, typically, that's when you get the most mass shootings, or at least, I mean, I'm not necessarily statistically speaking here, but when you think back to some of the ones that you remember, a lot of them, especially school shootings, are in the late spring, and I guess that makes sense. You're talking about the end of the school year, so if somebody's got a beef with a whole bunch of people and they want to go crazy, it seems like it would make more sense that they would do that at the end of the school year than at the beginning of the school year. But I digress. This article is called, Would You Ban Guns If? And I'm not necessarily providing any solutions here. I'm just giving you some stats, if you want them, to take to your next dinner party. Now, I'm not sure if this is going to come up at the dinner party, so if you bring it up out of nowhere, you're going to look kind of weird, but I'm just saying, in conversation, whether it's work or whatever, you're, if you're talking about this subject because it's not going away, um, check this article out, and I'll give you the gist of it. I did some numbers diving, and I, I like doing this. I like, like polls. I like things like this. I don't know why. I'm, I tend to be more of a creative, but I get really into numbers for some reason, so not really sure why, but I just I go with it. So I looked and found out, and these are hard stats to find because if you want to find gun stats that are very troubling, those are 
easy to find right now. Just Google gun and any of that will come up. If you want to find just real to the bone stats, it's not easy. So I had to do quite a bit of research to find these. Pew Research was a great place for them. And you're talking about differences per year, you know, so I'm trying to find the latest data. 2020 was the most recent data that I could find on gun ownership in the United States. 77 million gun owners in the U.S. So the population is about 340 million. A lot of those people are underage, so they couldn't own own guns. But 77, actually 77 million 400,000 plus is how many gun owners we're in the United States in 2020. That's most likely gone up because gun sales have been up in the last couple of years. But we'll go with that. So if you consider that 2020 was an unusually violent year, uh, the percentage of gun owners involved in a gun death that year was 0.058%. So I asked the question, would you ban gun ownership for the 99.95% to stop the 0.05%. Let's take that a little further. Roughly half of those deaths were suicides. So if you remove the deliberate self-harm from that percentage and you talk about homicides, the percentage of gun owners involved in gun-related homicides becomes 0.031%. So would you ban gun ownership for the 99.97% to stop the 0.03%? Now, take that wider. Talk about guns themselves, because that's usually where the debate goes, right? It's the gun. It's not. We don't talk about the people. We talk about the gun being the problem. If you get rid of the tool, then you get rid of the problem. So we'll talk about guns. 400 million guns in the United States. That's if you include guns owned by the government. And I think we should because, you know, we're talking about that's who would have guns if you did outlaw them. So they have to be counted. But we're not including so-called ghost guns, things that are off market, things that are untraceable. And so you would add quite a few even to that. So, you know, even if you said, well, let's take out the government guns because that they wouldn't ban those. Then we're not counting ghost guns because we're not tracking those. So 400 million guns in the United States. The percentage of guns involved in homicides in 2020, which is, again, unusually violent year, was 0.0048%. So would you ban guns? you would be banning 99.996% of guns to stop the 0.004%. I'm simply asking that question to you openly. So I think those are important stats because you're not going to hear those. You're not going to hear the reverse. You're not going to hear how many people are responsible gun owners. You're not going to hear how many guns are used legally and correctly. You're only going to hear about the ones that aren't. So... If you're talking about legislation, let's just flip those stats the other way and talk about would you ban them if you're talking about 99.99 and whatever percent. It's, it's so small that you get into point, 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 that it, it, it almost becomes like laughable to say it. But those are the stats. Those are the real numbers. They're up there at the website, wigginsamerica.com, or 
uh, if you search Wiggins America, you can find that article pretty easy too. So thanks for indulging me in that. Um, hopefully you could take something out of that. And if you miss, you know, it's a lot of numbers talk. So if you want to see them again, go find them. That's good to have coming up really, really big show. Uh, we, we're going to do some interesting stuff coming up right after this. So short break, we come back, we're going to talk to David Haren. He is the author of a book about prophecy and the United States of America. See what he has to say coming up next. And then we're going to talk to old Roy about some of the supernatural stuff. We're going to talk about, we're having a supernatural show today. So stick around if you're interested in that topic. I think we'll make it interesting even if you're not here on Wiggins America. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Wiggins America 97.1 FM Talk. This weekend, I've been looking forward to talking to Bible scholar and author David S. Heron. Thank you for being here this weekend. Oh, it's good to be with you, Ryan. So the headline is what caught my attention, what the Bible has to say about the USA. The Old Testament speaks to Americans today. Let's jump right into that question. What does the Bible have to say about what America is dealing with now? Okay. Uh, First off, I have written some other books based on Bible prophecy, and I'd like to study Bible prophecy. I came to the book of Hosea, on one occasion, you know, while I'm doing this stuff that I do. 
And um, I'm reading it, and it reads like a description of the United States of America. And by that, I mean I, w- I was able to identify 10 general themes that were identical, um, identical issues, shall we say, with the Israelites who were in the process of actually coming under God's wrath because they were murdering babies. And um, the United States, which is doing a lot of the same kind of thing. Can I just mention the 10? I don't go into detail on them, just to mention the 10. Sure. Yeah, give us the, give us the highlights okay. anyway, ones that we all could recognize. Right. The 10 themes that I found in Hosea that are similar to themes that are in the United States. First one was money versus morality. The second was lawlessness. The third one was humanism, that is putting the human being in the place of God. Uh, you know, we can all have make our own, you know, truth these days, you know. Mm-hmm. We can do that because we're God. Um, fourth is liberalism. Um, and I, really it was an extreme form, which now we would probably call socialism. They call themselves socialists now. Uh, the fifth one is globalism, or really it's um, the opposite of patriotism. It's, we would like a world ruler. Um, the sixth one is life versus con- convenience, and that's where we get to the abortion issue. The seventh one is, I, I wrote New Age. That was a little bit, um, this just happened a few years ago, and there was a long sequence. But now I would just say all religions other than Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter 8, now this one I really like because that's about God's love. It fits right into the, the interjection point, you know, where you usually have the climax. And it's really a, a good theme because it, it reminds us that through all of this, he loves us. Chapter 9 is cunning commerce. You know, how can we cheat? Chapter 10 is sexual license. And chapter 11 is environmentalism. And that's politicizing um, Issues that really aren't issues; they're just creating. Uh, anyway, those are the, those are the eleven, and ten of them are not so good. Well, it, so instead of grabbing any individual, because I think I have questions about a few of those, but um, let me ask you this: Is this a situation where you, as a Bible scholar and author, would say that there is a prescription that if we follow these things, that God would respond in a way? that's already predetermined or is that left up to, you know, there, there's still some chance here. There, there's no for sure way that God is going to like bring wrath to us. Do we have a way out? Well, as long as, long as we don't enter the place where Israel was, they were exiled to Babylon. Well, we haven't yet relinquished our national sovereignty. Um, that would be the place where you would get into all kinds of, you know, you go, you go to Babylon and, the dictator can do anything he wants with you. He can kill you. He can, you know, torture you. Um, but I would say it's no. There's there's still a chance of repenting. God God is always open to repentance because He loves us, and that's the theme of chapter eight. David, let me ask you this: the the book is called "What the Bible Has to Say About the USA: The Old Testament Speaks to Americans Today." When I saw that title. The first thing I thought of was not necessarily types of things that had gone on in the past, but prophecy about things that would happen in the future. Is that an area that you study or that you talk about at all? Yeah, 
exclusively. That's my primary area of study. This was just in, interjected there. Um, the book that I just got 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 finished. Um, well, I was writing and then talking on the phone about was end time living, and that's really you know what what's it going to be like because we are entering the end time. It's going to be very challenging, and at, at best, it can be a great great blessing because even even when people were um, in the Old Testament, when people suffered because they were faithful to the Lord. In the New Testament, you know, the, the Christians, they, they suffered because they were faithful to the Lord, but they were so richly blessed in so many ways, um, especially the eternal promises of, of, <laughs> of reward, um, that it, it it really compensates. Even though we can't see those things now, the Lord is keeping track of them. Um, and I'll just say another sentence here. Um I call it justice for all. He, in, in the Old Testament and in Revelation, Jeremiah, Isaiah, and Revelation, there are these comments regarding the um, not just the end time um, evil ones, but evil in general. It, and it says, the destroyers will be destroyed, the traitors will be betrayed, the terrorists will be terrified, the persecutors will be shamed, and the plunderers will be plundered. Now, what more, what better justice can you, can you have than that? Mm-hmm. They're not going to get away with it. And we shouldn't be thinking in terms of, well, you know, they, they, they're getting this, that. No, they're going to get exactly what the Bible says. Uh, if they, they betray this nation, they will be betrayed. If they are terrorists and start terrorizing people they will be terrified et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. david et cetera. let me let me ask you this as we kind of close out here because I, I i love i talk about on this show you know we have a cast here on this show and we we talk about often we just kind of drop in having an eternal mindset because it, that just it changes everything when you when you think of things not in terms of birth and death on this world in this world but you you think of things in terms of eternal life or eternity boy it just changes your perspective on every single thing that can be in existence and in the way that we deal with them let me ask you a very very specific question about a a passage in the bible and i'm not going to ask you when you think the end times are going to happen i'm i'm not fool enough enough to ask you that question um and make you put a date on it which i don't know that you would do anyway but let me ask you this when the bible talks about the restrainer and the restrainer being taken out of the way, uh, and then entering into you know really bad persecution and real end time stuff. What do you interpret the restrainer to be that would be taken out of the way for these things to happen? I think I just had one and taken out of the way. I had a terrible two weeks, and then all of a sudden the Lord take the light dawned on me. But yeah, I think we're getting into the end time right now. I see the evidence all around. Um, as far as are we deeply into it? No, not yet. We're just kind of entering into it. So I don't, I don't mind uh, talking about that because I've done a lot of study on that. The evidence is really there. If I was the restrainer, what do I think? I think it's a spiritual uh, thing. In fact, in my case, I think the Lord just took away an angel that was protecting me, and all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. Literally, um, I think a lot of the stuff that that we don't understand has to do with. With the spiritual element, um, and I, I would guess that might be it. That it, it's talking talking about uh, the realm of the spirit, 
where God is and the angels are and the demons are. And there's obviously a lot of warfare going up there. Yeah, absolutely. Bible scholar and author David Heron, thank you so much for your time this morning. Again, the book is called What the Bible Has to Say About the USA. The Old Testament Speaks to Americans Today. Where do you want people to find that? Um, well, Amazon's a fine place. Um, um, my website address is www.endtimes with an S mystery.com. Wiggins America. Okay, so Old Roy is in studio to talk about really one of my favorite topics. That interview, as I mentioned before, with David Haren or Harin, I always pronounce it wrong. Um, it, it was odd. I took it because. I thought the topic was interesting, and um, I don't necessarily disagree with most of what he said, but he talks about, right at the end there, he mentions, and I recorded that a while ago, which is why we're sort of like doing a post game on it. Um, he talks about angels, like, oh, this this morning an angel said to me, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second, <laughs> hold on here. I, Old Roy, as we've talked about many times, I absolutely believe in supernatural things, I don't believe they're as common as that. And so this is a weird one to parse out because there are a lot of people who are really passionate about supernatural things. I am too. Um, I just think that when people are talking about them so casually, it sets off red red flags for me. I agree. And you're right. We've we've talked about this a lot. Yeah. You know, following... Some of these guys who who are you know prophetic uh-huh. people and different things like that and and you're right there's it it's hard to 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 be objective about it for me because i I'm like you i be, I believe there's stuff there that we just don't understand mm-hmm. and and there are things happening around us uh spiritually. Um, that that are beyond our ability to see and understand and all of that. Uh, so when I agree with you, when someone starts talking like, "Hey, this is just a thing," I have these conversations with, you know, and and it 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 does. Unfortunately, I think it it gives anybody who believes in the spiritual or the supernatural. They all get lumped in together. Yeah, you get a kind of a stigma with it. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem is that I actually, like if somebody goes, well, I believe an angel told me blah, blah, blah. I immediately go, well, A, I want to hear what you said. And I want to hear what you say the angel said, mm-hmm. because that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. B, I'm going to vet you like crazy to see if you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Because I've just heard too many people say things like that, that are that do end up being crazy. I think that you mentioned the stuff leading up to the 2020 election, mm-hmm. dude, there were prophets on prophets. Yeah. That stuff was everywhere and it was interesting. And the problem with it is that the people who said Trump's going to be the president in 2020 were wrong. Now, yeah. if he's president again in 2024, then you got to go back and reexamine it again. Mm-hmm. And you go, what the heck? I don't even know. Sorry, I'm a little hoarse, but it's, it's, like, it's like you can't ever throw it all. If you're being really truthfully objective and curious about it, because that's, to me, the key to the whole thing. 
And there are people who are not Christians who are really curious about this topic. There are people who are Christians who are not curious about this topic. So it's really all over the board. To me, to to be genuinely just like, I don't care what the truth is. I just want to know what it is, which is what I always say what, uh, that I try to do. I don't, I don't care. I really don't. I don't want to have a side, but I do want to know what the truth is. And then once I find it, I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to plant my flag on it. And I'm going to tell everybody this is the way, whether that's politically, spiritually, whatever. And if I'm wrong... Let the waters wash away my foundation, and I will be swimming. Mm-hmm. But until then, I'm going to stand on that rock, and I'm going to proclaim, this is the rock. Get on the rock. And with prophecy stuff, you can't ever throw it all out, right. and you can never really plant your flag on it because it's so washy. It moves around. You can never really tell exactly what's going on. And I'm not talking about... You know, well, I, I feel like God's entering us into a new season prophecy. Right. That's, that's totally untestable. Yeah. It's just sort of make you feel good. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. No idea. Look back at some word from 2018 and you go, oh, we were entering into a new season of worship. Great. Yeah. You know, had no idea what happened. Don't remember anything that happened. You said it was going to happen. You have no accountability that it didn't. A lot of people like that. But it's the ones who come out and say things about events that are testable to me that are interesting. Mm -hmm. And you and I talked a lot about this. I think a lot of people were really interested in this topic going into 2020 especially. And I don't know what it is about Donald Trump, but man, it stirs up the prophetic world. Yeah. And people have said a lot of things about him. And it's weird to be in this kind of in-between moment where you're going, well, all the stuff that we thought that was going to happen in 2020 didn't. Or we have been like they, like watching these people say these things. Right. But yet, if he comes back and wins another term, then you got to reexamine it all again. I I think the the sticking point for most people is um, when when people are so sure about something that is completely unprovable. Um. I mean, we're basically, we're describing faith there, but I mean... Yeah, well, sort of. But when you get to specific things, like, this is exactly what I heard from this spiritual entity. They told me, that, you know, something super specific, and they're 100% yeah. sure of it. That's where I get, I get skeptical because... I believe that it's that there's stuff there, like I said, but it is beyond us mm-hmm. in this life. So to claim that, well, I know it. I know that that there are horned devils walking around with pitchforks, you know, poking people in the backside. Well. That's very different to me than someone saying there's spiritual warfare happening. I mean, I use that as a stinger. I mean, I use yeah. it at the beginning of uh, this segment. Of just you know, and again, I I use it because I do believe at the core of a lot of these issues that we talk about, there's you know, every, all battles are spiritual in nature. That's the stinger, hmm. and and that's kind of I I really do believe that that you talk about basically the human soul is the source of all the consternation that we go through and people take these things and they project them onto the whole world. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, you basically get movements out of people's dissatisfaction with their own lives. 
Yeah. And like if you if you don't have inner peace, that causes outward tur- turmoil. And that's kind of like the groundwork for basically every single thing we talk about in the world on the show or whenever. And it's the like like you gener- I I pray and I go through seasons where I'm like, eh, I'm not that prayerful." And I go through seasons where I'm very prayerful and it really there's no rhyme or reason to it. I just kind of forget what I'm doing half the time. And when I go through ones where I am prayerful, I do feel a lot more just generally like led. Mm. And I, I can't really put a, a a fingerprint on that and say, this is what it is or whatever, but it feels like, and I would say the Holy spirit just sort of like pushing me gently in directions. And that to me is, is about as specific as it gets other than the, the small handful of times and you and I have talked about these mm-hmm. things, the small handful of times where you feel like you got some sort of crazy boom word out of nowhere, and then you just go, okay, you know, and you just sort of stick with it. And I've had a couple that have already happened that I'm like, well, that clearly was beyond me. Mm-hmm. I, I heard something and waited. Usually there's a long wait period, but in, in a couple for me, there have been wait periods, and then they happened. And then we've got... A couple other that we've talked about that, you know, years in the making that we're mm-hmm. still going, well, I, I don't know what that is, you know. Um, well, that's the point. I, 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 I believe there's something there, but I don't, it's kind of, I still got to wait and see what it means. Mm-hmm. And, and so, which, which to me is different than saying, oh, here was the, here was the message I got and here's what it means. And I, you mm-hmm. know, I've already figured it all out. Well, that that seems like you're sort of projecting. Yeah, I think that for me, that's come with like I guess spiritual maturity and just you know growing up is not attaching my own meaning to these things mm-hmm. because my own meaning is almost always wrong. And if I just sort of it's a it's a weird balance because I got if I get something like that that's sort of like a it's almost like a pin in the road way down the road to say like here's here's a thing. Mm-hmm. And it, I've, obviously I haven't gotten there yet, but if, if I'm being sort of spiritually led to go toward that thing, then I know, okay, like I have at least a direction to go. But to attach my own meaning to it usually gets me off onto side roads and cul-de-sacs that I shouldn't be going on and I get frustrated, but I also have to press the gas pedal. Yeah. So there's a balance there where it's not just me sort of like getting in the boat and letting the boat take it down the river. Right. Where I'm just relaxing and letting it go. I mean, there's a little bit of that because like it's going to happen if it's going to happen. But there's also hard work between here and there. And it's almost like directional pointing where it goes. Like It's like the, the spirit of God saying, well, here's where I want you focused. Beyond that, I'm not going to give you a lot of detail. <laughs> But if you can focus here, and sort of to wrap up the conversation about David Haran and his book, I think there's like 75% of what he says, because he's talking about big issues about the United States and you know looking in the scriptures for signs of things that are either to come or that we're in the midst of right now. Some of that I, I loved. I loved the topic. I loved talking about it. But when I talk to somebody like him, I, I, some of it I'm like, man, I don't know if I agree with every point you're making, but I agree with 70% of what you're making. So I don't know. I kind of wanted to do the interview just because of the topic, but don't know if I agree with him. So, yeah, I feel strongly that I'm being called towards lunch. We're not quite, I mean, it's okay. If you want to eat now, it's not that late. 
<laughs> I <laughs> always want to eat. Okay. All right. I mean, we'll just drop some food in your gullet and <laughs> see if that satisfies you. I mean, we are talking about deeply satisfying things. So That's correct. If I can get a buffalo chicken wrap in you right now, <laughs> probably feel better. Yeah. All right. More Wiggins America coming up. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Govern me harder, Danny. Wiggins, America. Had a good conversation about a week and a half, two weeks ago now about the topic of two world economies developing. Now, we've been looking at this for a while because of the Ukraine war and because of the United States and the West response to sanctioning Russia. The fear was that we'd be moving toward creating an Eastern economy and a Western economy. That's a frightening prospect. But it's not clear cut as to what that would look like. Had a good conversation with Brad Young, who's an attorney in St. Louis, and Brad Range, who is not an attorney, who is a producer for the Andy Fry Show, about this very topic a couple weeks ago. Here it is. It's smooth sailing with the highly successful sound of wonderful. Begins America. So this story is about, you know how we've been talking about since the beginning of the Ukraine war, we've been talking about, well, what should our response be? Because mm-hmm. it, it's not a clear black and white issue where you have every liberal goes into one corner, every conservative goes into one. There are, ge- you know, generally we're going to sides, but it's not completely clear about what we should do because the international relations, domestic issues tend to be a little clearer on which who takes what side. International, a little bit less. But on this one, uh, everybody was warning, at least on the right, but I think there were probably even people on the left warning, if we do all these sanctions, what we're going to be doing, especially if they last a long time, which they now are, because we, we didn't know how long that war was going to no last. No idea. But they are lasting a long, long time now. We still have no idea when they'll end, is that we would be pushing Russia away from our own economy right, and into the hands of China. Right, because that's the only other market. Exactly. That's the only other viable big market that can handle the size of a Russian economy, which isn't as big as China, but it's still a, a fairly large economy just because of the size of the country. Um, that's happening. Uh, unfortunately, we're starting to see that beginning to happen. 
Um, Chinese oil refineries have been making discreet purchases of cheap Russian crude since March. So that's yes. not they've been kind of quiet about it. But Bloomberg's reporting that China is quietly now reaching out to to Russia about strengthening their energy ties permanently. And so this is what we were saying. This would be the worst case scenario of this happening. Yes. So there's there's a lot to this because it's it's not just energy. It, you're talking about global realignment of um, of you know friendships basically and um, and alliances. When you talk about Russia and China really strengthening those ties, now it's, because it's weird because those two countries don't love each other. No, they don't. And what's interesting is we always lump them together. It's always like Russia and China, Russia and China. But the only thing that unites them is a hatred for the West. Exactly, and a common interest. Uh, for their own survival against the more powerful economies of the West. And so that this is sort of pushing down the gas pedal, for lack of a better way of putting it, on that alignment. And so what we're seeing, and, and, and Bloomberg analysts are saying, and, and some of this stuff, you go, well, you know, is it really going to happen? But this is just common sense stuff that they're reporting on, that if these two camps continue to form, and you're talking about Western nations, so basically Europe and the United States, and, and hopefully Latin America and all of South America would be on the Western side, although we don't know for sure. They, it looks like they would. Although there are nations within there that are, do align, like Venezuela, mm-hmm. you know, yes. that do align with more of the East. Well, China's spending a bunch of money in other countries in the, with the Belt and Road Initiative. So they're, they're help building infrastructure in Africa and mm-hmm. South America to gain influence within those countries. Exactly. I mean, Africa's a great example of that, that Africa's just accepting it because it's, shoot, Infrastructure for us, yeah, let's take it. And you're talking about a lot of corrupt, corrupt regimes mm-hmm. doing this too. So, yeah, Africa could probably go the other way. Whereas I would hope most of South America would, would stick with us in this realignment that does seem to be happening. But um, Bloomberg is saying that the result of this, if it does play out the way that it's looking like it's happening pretty quickly, is that you'd have two camps in the world, like we we're just talking about, and both would start putting unreasonable and historic high tariffs on each other to combat their economies. Mm. Well, what would that do? The world trade would plummet by their estimation by 20% yes. of mm. what it is now. And how many things there we have that are made in China? I mean, we all know that. So that would be kind of a weird uh, Velcro rip of, of for us that would be painful but probably necessary. But the world economy would shrink by up to 4% immediately. So and, we're ta- and that's huge. I mean, people think four percent isn't much, but when you're talking about a global economy of trillions of dollars, that's enormous. Exactly. So we're talking about something that, um, un- unfortunately, there's so many steps along the way to even avoiding the war in Ukraine mm-hmm. that could have been taken by this administration. That that obviously Trump was very good at, and they reversed everything, and now we're at war, and now we're going to see probably a realignment of world economies happening. Right in front of our eyes. I mean, this is going to happen pretty quickly. I don't think it's going yes. to happen slowly. Um, but China so far has been doing it, I want to say, under at least the cover of night because they are, their economy is still so tied to ours. So it's going to be a weird ripping apart. And I do want to point out that there is silver linings to this, but they're all long term. None of them are short term. Right. Big deal. Um, and one of those is that our economy would be less dependent on China which I would have to say we all agree is a good thing, right? Well, sure. Look at the pharmaceuticals industry. Yeah. Uh, right now, so many of our pharmaceuticals are made in China, which 
is questionable because their health and safety practices are are not stellar in China. But secondly, if there's ever these, like we're seeing right now, supply chain issues from China, all of a sudden we can't get the pharmaceuticals that we need to get. Yeah. And so dependence on that, we used to get all of our pharmaceuticals from Puerto Rico. That used to be the pharmaceutical capital of North America was Puerto Rico, but then China put them out of business, took over that business, and uh, it would certainly be good if we could return that. Yeah, and, and, and the electronics, I and mean, we've talked about a lot of that stuff. One of the things that worries me about this is, like, you're talking about a two-world two world economy. The thing is, is one will have to win and one will have to lose. Yeah, th- and, it's going to be tough for both to and, exist side by side. And the thing side. that worries me about that is, is the relationship with India, because India would be the country that would sway that one way or the other. And India has good relations with Russia. They don't get along with China. That's but, right. You know, India to me has been a should be a valuable ally. Uh, I forget what they call the 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 group of four out in the Pacific, that is kind of like it's well, like there's, the, there's something called the Five Eyes, but th- that that's not what that is. That's, no, I'm, I'm thinking it's it's like a, a NATO, but in the Pacific. It is, and Australia is a part of right. it. India and Japan and the United exactly. States, I think, are the four. I forgot there's a catchy name, but I forgot yeah. what it is. But t- to you know, the United States really needs to be heavily investing in, in aligning themselves and, and having India align with us. But as Russia pulls closer to China, the effect of that on India is to have India pull closer to the United States. Right, is what we need we to We hope. Do. Yeah, we hope that's the case. Another well, s- just this week, India canceled. They, they were going to purchase uh, uh, billions of dollars worth of Russian helicopters. They mm-hmm. just canceled it this week. Uh, well, that's because, good news. And, and now they're looking to, to purchase ones from... Boeing and Sikorsky. Good. So they are that that alignment. I think is very slow, but because of the trends, Ryan, you're just talking about. I think we're going to see that trend with India pulling closer to the United States. We're going to see that continue. Yeah, there is one more silver lining that I wanted to point out here. That again, we're talking about longer term stuff, not necessarily short term, and it's just so we're in short term pain mode. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole country and maybe the whole world. We're just everybody knows it ain't going to get better quick. But long term, you look at something like this, and these aren't the effects that these people are trying to have. That's what's so weird is that you're like, well, maybe this will end up having some good effects, but that's not what they're trying for. Right. But one of them is Wall Street Journal's reporting that President Xi of China is ordering all of his senior officials. And you know if he orders it, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because if you don't, you're dead. Uh, to divide, d- divest all of their foreign holdings from every Western nation. So, you know, we've talked about China owning a lot of farmland in the United States. We've talked about that right here. Yes. And so not that this is all of that, because he's not controlling every single person in China. He's saying all of my top level officials and basically everybody who's under my thumb, you all will be the first targets Mm -hmm. like a Russian oligarch. Mm -hmm. So divest yourself now so that the West doesn't have power to, you know, take all of your assets like they're doing to Russia. How interesting. Yeah. So there are things that could actually end up being good here, especially if these guys are heavily invested in our farmland, in our food processing, in all of that stuff. If they start to divest, that could be a net positive for us, again, long term, not long term. Well, and that's something, too, that the United States has to do is they have to divest, because if if you are manufacturing your goods in China Mm -hmm. and then we throw a bunch of uh, sanctions on China, that's like shooting ourselves in the foot. Mm -hmm. So. Right. Yeah. Look, look at Walmart. How much does Walmart 
purchased and have manufactured in China and brought over. And that's just one example, Target, mm-hmm. all retailers. But that unraveling is going to have to start happening. And just like what we're seeing at the gas pump, that unraveling is going to be a, a, a difficult and a painful process. Yeah, and it is happening, and it's just because of costs. I mean, yes. it's just economics that are causing that right now, and it's just mainly because of gas prices and worker shortages. And fight the break out of dawn, come tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be done. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.